Yeah, hold that, please. Level five, thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to attend the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to attend the Channelized Bing Bingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever the mission, home or away, Enterprise helps over 120,000 people every day. With vans of all shapes and sizes, if you have a plan, Enterprise has a van. No matter if you need to rent for an hour, a day, a week or longer, Enterprise offers great rates for you or your business. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, hello my friends and of course welcome to another Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily podcast with me, your host Andy Goldstein, on a wonderful Monday. Well, I hope it's fine. If it's not, there's nothing, I can, it doesn't matter. We begin with, of course, reaction to the Sports Bar Derby where Thomas Tuckle's Chelsea side, or TTCS as it's known, and Michael Carrick's Manchester United, or MCMU, <coughs> drew at Stamford Bridge in the Premier League. I've no idea why I've got an acronym heavy there. This was the reaction on the Boo Room on TalkSport. This is a very welcome point for Manchester United. They arrived here with a defensive lineup. Cristiano Ronaldo on the bench. It is finished. Chelsea won. Manchester United won. Time now to hear from the interim to the interim manager. Michael Carrick. Standing here a little bit disappointed and a bit frustrated really in the end of it. Understand the way the game went that we, we, we were defending for, for spells um, and they were having corners and set plays and play around our box but I felt quite confident and composed and, and, and comfortable with the way the boys were, were dealing with it and to go ahead in the game and then not come away with it after a penalty that I don't think was a penalty is, is, is really frustrating. If you'd asked me at the start of the game, especially when the team sheet came in, I'd have said you know what I mean. I'll take a point now. But to concede the way they did, the penalty, sloppy defending again, having taken the lead and looked fairly resilient after scoring that goal, I think that's why Michael Carrick looks so frustrated. And Chelsea finally have their goal and Manchester United's defensive vigil comes to an end. I was absolutely happy with what we played. And like I said, it was, uh, was a pleasure to coach on the sideline. It was good atmosphere, it was high rhythm, uh, high intensity. We were aggressive, we were... We were controlling the counter-attacks. We were brave, courageous, everything what it needs. It's, uh, it's in, in football sometimes like this, but it's, it's only one team who deserves to win. It's us. Cristiano Ronaldo has failed to score in 10 league appearances against Chelsea, and he may not score today because he is on the bench. People look for a bit of drama. I was asked a few times what kick-off about it, you know, and it was Anto and, and Donny left on the bench today but you could see the boys that came on you know they, they were there for the team Cristiano was there for the team I had a good chat with him this week he's been fantastic we decided that that was the best way to go today and I thought he was fantastic I thought obviously the things that you won't see but in and around the place the changing room the warm up travelling down everything to do with it I thought all the boys have been terrific they all brought energy to, to the group and after that, to be honest that's the most pleasing thing and to see everyone sticking together and kind of earning your, your luck just didn't quite 
do enough to earn that win. Do you think you've spoken to Ralph Rangnick and said, is it all right if I do this? I was, I was going to ask you exactly the same thing, because I don't think he'll get involved, Rangnick, until he's actually there in post on charge on Thursday. So I think that team lineup will have been all down to Michael Carrick. Michael Carrick probably looks at it and thinks, do you know what, I'm not going to get the job like long term. If I'm going to pick a team, I'm going to pick the team what I think is going to do a job for me. It's a huge decision from Michael Carrick. On to Pep Guardiola's Guardiola's Man City, who beat David Moyes' West Ham in the snow at the Etihad. Is it David Moyes or David Moyes' West Ham? Which one? I think it's, it doesn't matter. Just press play. Well, I have to say, overall, the best team won today at the Etihad Stadium. It's finished Manchester City 2, West Ham 1. There's no concern about I didn't expect against that team create the chances that we create today. So we are talking about West Ham, like a bit Liverpool not far away, what they have done last season, what they are doing in the in the Europa League, what they're doing in the Premier League, and we create a lot of chances. And we didn't expect about PSG game, we were able to do it. We did it, and uh, yeah, I'm more than, than satisfied for the performance and everything. What really killed us was the second goal, because there was no need. We gave away an incredibly sloppy second goal, you know, in the 90, 91st minute or something like that, which put the game away, really. It meant that there was, you know, that we weren't going to get back in it, really. It was going to make it that difficult. He just slots it into the bottom right-hand corner. Brilliant finish from Fred. Fernandinho, listen to this crowd, they love this man at this football club. You know, and it's sometimes you just got to keep believing that you'll get another chance, maybe we would have got a set piece, maybe we would have got an opportunity to put them under pressure, and we got a goal, but we gave away a really sloppy second one, which was probably, for all the things in today's game, that was probably the most disappointing for me. And since we've no place to go, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Got to say, the conditions here are absolutely appalling, and I am flabbergasted that at this present moment, this game is still going ahead. The ground staff, they were the heroes, otherwise we couldn't have no play, that's for sure. Say so They did incredible jobs, thank you so much, and uh, the club is proud of them. The referee done the right thing, we played it, we wanted the game played, we thought it might help us, it might you know, hinder Man City more than it did us, actually. When the snow came down really heavily in the, sort of the, the second part of the first half, I thought we lost our concentration with it, and I thought Man City were, were better than us at that period looked as if we were struggling to see it visually through the, the ball through it and it felt like that through the snow but it was heavy then but I'm glad I'm glad we played the game now amazingly Spurs went unbeaten yesterday and didn't even concede a goal didn't even lose possession oh their trip to Burnley was called off due to the weather but there were two other games in the Premier League starting with Leicester beating Watford in the Ranieri derby Leicester into the top half Watford two places and four points above the relegation zone. Leicester four, Watford two. It ends a good week for us and with a good performance in midweek, started to return a little bit to, to our level. And then today against a team that scored five goals away at Everton, they beat Man United by, you know, and scoring four in their last game. So we know they're a dangerous opponent. But I thought I was really pleased with the performance. Good goals, good work ethic in the team. Yeah, very pleased. Jamie Vardy's eighth and ninth goals of the season have helped the Foxes to victory and ensure no fairy tale return to the KP for Claudio Ranieri. I want to say thank you to all the Leicester fans, but also to our uh, Watford fans because they came here and, and uh, shout also my name 
and push behind the, our team. And uh, I hope they are, our fans are proud of us. It was a, a big emotion. I do this job because the emotion is the, my life and uh, today was a, a fantastic day for me. Chances for both sides in the first half. Everton were better in the second, but their fans made their displeasure known at the end after a defeat here. Brentford won, Everton nil. The recruitment at Everton has been shocking and the wages that they've been on. Rodriguez last year, Gomez is another one. We spent massive money on just rubbish players. I think that the players did everything on the pitch. They gave everything on the pitch. And I can understand the frustration of the fans, but um, that is uh, part of the game. You have to do well, you have to try your best, and after you can win or not. And the fans are expecting that you must win these kind of games. But uh, to be fair, I think the team did everything that they have to do for winning, apart from the precision in the, uh, the accuracy in the final third. And this is Perry Jerry Grove's reaction to what's going wrong for Rafa Benitez's Everton. Or is it Rafa Benitez's? No, it's Rafa Benitez's. Rafa Benitez. Rafa Ben... Rafa's Everton. That's probably better. I can't believe he didn't bring Damari Gray on at half-time because he was excellent when he came on on the right-hand side, put a lot of decent crosses in, but he left Alex Iwobi on, which I can't believe. And also, he's got three centre-forwards on the bench. Now, you're 1-0 down and you're chasing the game. He didn't bring centre-forward on. That doesn't make sense. You know, mm. even Tosan, whose goals are record ain't great, but at least he might put himself in and around. His playing record isn't great. I mean, he's hardly featured, has he? Exactly. So, it's just a mess at this particular time. It's into the bottom left-hand corner. Ivan Tony scores and Brentford need Everton. Think of the law statistics. There will be one time he miss a penalty, but let's say that will still be way, 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 way out in the future. He is the world best penalty taker. No, no doubt about that. He is the world best penalty taker. And the best thing is he's practicing it. So it's not by coincidence or luck. He's practicing it every single day. And that was big today. Three points. On out to boxing. And this is Ben Shalom, the CEO of Boxer. That's with two X's, not eggs. Otherwise, it'll be beg... No, it doesn't matter. He confirmed that Amir Khan against Kelbrook is going to be announced today. Well, I've just done that, haven't I? And the All-British Dust-Up will take place in February. Probably in a pub car park somewhere. It's the biggest fight I've ever been involved in. It's Or will be involved in. It's the biggest fight boxer have been involved in. Kelbrook fought for a world title last year and looked good up until being stopped by perhaps the pound-for-pound king. And, um, you know, these guys are ages 34, 35. You almost get that direct comparison to the Pacquiao-Mayweather fight and those guys were were older. But the interest and these guys would still compete extremely, you know, extremely well domestically. I think they're both at a similar age similar point in their career if the fight does happen which it looks very very close to be happening now it's something that i'm just can't believe that we're involved in and for more boxing coverage on Talksport, check out the fight night podcast it's a podcast called fight night it's available on the Talksport app this is danny kelly now and the gang on the trans europe express doing what they do best so the game between Belenenses and Benfica, uh, in some ways, uh, you know, perfectly standard fixture in the Portuguese calendar. But for those who haven't seen it on Twitter or news bulletins, just give people the timeline of what actually happened. We'll get into the background then. Well, as you say, it's not Hackney Marshes. This is Benfica playing at Belenenses Sad, uh, Lisbon Derby. Belenenses had issued an email before the game yesterday afternoon to the Portuguese League saying they had 17 players out with uh, covid complications 
and that they would have to start the game with nine fit men. Of those nine, two of those would be goalkeepers, so they'd be playing a rush keeper. Um, wow. They didn't get a, a, a reply in time or a, a reply that was to their liking, so they had to start the game. So they duly did. Reluctantly, after 50 seconds, they were a goal down. By half time, it was seven. Wow. Um, which in itself was a complete farce. The Benfica players weren't even celebrating the goals after the third or fourth one, I don't think. So by half time, 7 0, nine men side being completely overwhelmed. The sight as they went off of Bonanza's SADS president, Rui Pedro Suarez, going off the pitch in tears. So they all dif- disappeared down the tunnel. There was quite a long break suspiciously long half-time break and there was a, a talk that perhaps they weren't going to come back out again but they did they duly reappeared Bill has kicked off with seven players because two had gone down injured at half-time mysteriously so they started the second half with seven and it was a wonderful kickoff to Joao Montero who's one of the goalkeepers the goalkeeper playing out <laughs> he lobbed the ball forward as far as he could and then fell down on his backside, clutching the back of his thigh. You know what's coming next, obviously. Yeah. He's shaking his head. There's no way, I can, no way I can carry on. They were down to six, and at that point, the referee had to call it off. Now, the ECB managing director, Ashley Giles, addressed the media over the weekend ahead of the Ashes getting underway next month. It's the first time anyone has spoken from within the England camp since Azim Rafiq's testimony to the DCMS. He said the national side's recent success has been because of the diversity and culture created within the dressing room. I will only really talk about my experience of our dressing room. My experience of this dressing room are very positive. It feels like we have a, uh, a real diversity in our playing group a group that works incredibly well together, supports each other in most instances, if not all instances, appreciates each other's differences. And in our whiteboard team, particularly, you know, a really diverse group of people. And if anything, I suppose the the results alone of that team, 2019 World Cup winners, number one in the world in T20 cricket, perhaps is almost the best demonstration of the power of diversity or the strength of diversity that we have in cricket right now. But saying that, you know, we clearly need to make sure that everyone has the, the same opportunities to enjoy the game and play the game. You know, listening to the lived experiences of Azim and clearly they're the lived experience of others, we've got to do much better. And I'm sure we will do much better. Discrimination of any form just isn't acceptable. Well, that's it, gang. Thanks for listening on the TalkSport app or wherever you get your podcasts from. Don't forget, of course, to hit the subscribe button. I am back on TalkSport tonight. Yeah, tonight, 10pm, and Andy Goldstein's Sports Bar alongside the Moonface, Jason Cundy, 10 o'clock. And then, of course, I will be doing Drive for the rest of the week from 4 to 7. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein TalkSport daily podcasts out first thing in the morning. So thanks for listening. Have a good day. And above all, remember, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport.
The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.